you are listening to Colette and Matt, have entered the chat, a proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network, and I have this on very good authority. I could not share it with uh, you and the listening audience until the tragic events of this very day, but this is slash was Queen Elizabeth II's favorite podcast. May she rest in peace. <laughs> oh my she did, God, she didn't did want not. It, she didn't want to make a big deal about it. But she does. She she told she. I heard. I heard that it was her favorite. So you just made uh, me laugh about about a, a royal person's death on a podcast. I am a bad person. <laughs> Can't believe you just did that. God, she Matt. had a wonderful run. 70, 70 years. Seventy seventy years. Yeah, in in service in 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 her position, which right. I. I didn't know. I have never been one of those people who is like, oh my God, the royal family, I need to know everything. Like for some reason that just didn't ever happen for me. Sure. Um, but you know, I always, it was in the periphery of whatever I was doing. And so, you know, today I was like, my gosh, you know, and I was at, at work when it happened. And, um, you know, then we started all talking about it and people were like, yeah, 70 years. And I was like, so that means that she entered into service when she was what, 26? Yeah. I, I take it that you did not watch The Crown, which is like I didn't, and I don't know why not because I think y- I would like it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if you, but like extraordinarily beautiful and well done show, and it, it, I don't know, I don't know shit about the royal family and don't follow it either. But watching the dramatization was like. Oh, wow. Like, okay. So during World War II, like it's a democracy with a prime minister, but like the queen made decisions that had effects on how things went during that time and they mattered. And she was a, you know, a good person who cared about, you know, she was, she, I don't know. You think about royals as like, we're just royals and we're just living and we don't, we don't have a, I don't know. We, we're not involved in the people's affairs, but, uh, it seems that she took that very serious. She took democracy very seriously and was involved in it somehow, at least according to the dramatization of the crown. So that's, uh, I should it's, really watch cool. that. I've really noticed this particular year that I have like been watching some stuff with historical background in it. Like uh, okay. we just watched a Thai drama, which was really fun for me um, mm-hmm. because it was rooted in like a specific period of Thai culture. And like, I just really enjoyed it. And I was like, man, why am I not watching more like historical stuff? I should be because I really, really just loved what I learned. And then, you know, it makes you go and like read about like the real events and just kind of makes you think about you know, things you don't know. And I, I like that. I'm fascinated yep. by, uh, by history, by our history. So what is that Thai show? And what, cause like you just, our Western perspective, you, ne- you hear about <laughs> Japan, you, you know, you know about like the Shogun times, but you like, nobody, nobody makes know- drama yeah. about Thai history. Like what's going on there? Right. Well, not available to us, but of course in Thailand it's, you know, it's available. So sure. interesting facts. Um, this is the number one drama of all time in Thailand and wow. it made so much money. It <laughs> made the most money of like, first of all, it's like, yeah, it's the top, it's the top watched and top performing drama of all time. Okay. And so I think what had happened. Oh yeah, that's right. My husband and I were on, I think Vicky and watching something else. And then he's like, I wonder if there's Thai stuff on here. And there was, but it's like mm-hmm. not a very big selection. Mm-hmm. So then we got into this conversation of, well, you know, maybe we should watch one of what they have. So we watched a show as a romance show and it was fun and we liked it. But then he's like, I'm curious, like, mm. you know, what else is out there? Like, and and like, what's the most popular stuff? And we got into all these fun conversations about like drama because I've been a fan of, of Asian dramas since I think 2000s, 
eight or so, mm-hmm. I started watching J drama and was mm-hmm. like hooked. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, the drama is called Love Destiny, and it's about a specific time period. Uh, of course, there are events, obviously, that happen over this. That's the main story. But the the backdrop is, um, man, I'm going to I'm going to just absolutely maul saying this word. <laughs> I know it. Um, during the show, I was able to like say it right after enough times at, like of hearing it, but now it's, it, yeah. it's been a few weeks, but okay. So it looks like to the, to the American eye, it looks like Ayutthaya, okay. but it's actually like Ayutthaya. Mm. I, I'm, I'm getting it totally wrong. God, mm-hmm. when my husband hears this, he's going to be like, I can't believe you because we watched 40 <laughs> episodes, right? But anyway, it was really interesting. It was a historic city, um, kind of like a center of trade for a long uh, portion of time in the Siamese kingdom. It was founded in 1350. Uh, yeah, right. Siam. So right. you can go and see the relic of it now. Like there, there are ruins. Yeah. Um, because it was, uh, it it was it it was a prosperous like trading port, and then in I think like 1760, sometimes it was like completely razed by the Burmese. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the rise and fall of a great city, you know. Totally. But like when you look at the ruins, you're just like, oh, my God, like what would this place have been like? And the right. show filled that in. By- and 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 so like you're the viewer and you're like, OK, this is this is I'm hooked. This is beautiful. This is a cool period. But I also wonder, since you've been reading about it, like do scholars say are scholars saying yeah, they did a good job. They did the homework. And this is a good representation of what a, thir- a 14th century city in Siam could have looked like. Is it, is it I accurate? I would need to speak Thai to know that because yeah. unlike, you know, getting Korean dramas and Chinese dramas and such, a spe- especially here in America has now become like a thing. Yeah. Um, and so it's, much coverage, you know, right? So much coverage. But I mean, Thai is like barely covered at all. And so totally. like, for instance, for us to watch this show, we had to like find someone who fan subbed it. Like no streaming oh, service carries wow. it. And then we had to watch like hand done fan subs, which is something wow. I haven't done since J dramas in like 2007, 2008. Oh my God. History repeating itself. Right. So like, it was fun for me. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. This is so cool. And it was so fun for my husband who was like, it's so cool to see like, you know, a period of Thai history, which is of course his heritage, but also just like to hear Thai spoken. And he was like, Oh, I understand a lot more Thai than I realized. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. Like the history part of it was fun. And it was like a combination of like a serious show and like a comedy. So like the way they handled it was really cool. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they just wove in a ton of, um, like the, the secondary characters are real history characters. Um, and like you see their, their story play out, which was really, really cool. So, um, I loved it. I just absolutely loved it and it was so much fun to watch and i don't know how we got onto this particular right. <laughs> this particular I'm, line of convo like i don't uh, remember what led us uh, to here i have i have a way to but, bring us back but before we do um <laughs> i just i'm a little bit blown away by here's a show with obvious what i'm perceiving or assuming is very high production values period piece you're rebuilding a city there's obviously i assume visual effects costumes like this is a big show and you're telling me it's the number one show in Thailand, and no, and so this is a this is a big money, this is big business, big big business, big budget for whatever the Hollywood of Thailand is, and no one has put English subtitles on it for the I world think, to consume. Like what? Well, is, what I is mean, that? other than a fan, I think. Well, my husband and I always talk about this, and he's always like, you know, Thailand is like the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> well, actually, Thailand and other countries that are considered more poor. 
uh-huh. um, are like the redheaded stepchildren of like, you know, Asian media. Whereas right. like you've got like, you know, Korea is like very exploding like, over the last 30 years. And their, their budget, their budget for what they make is, I mean, you know, you probably saw squid game or something like it. Like their budget is, is, is pretty high. Mm-hmm. And like another thing I thought was that, I don't know how Americans would perceive Thai culture in comparison to like Korean culture or like Japanese culture. Like there's always little things that you're like, I don't quite understand that even mm-hmm. with the subtitles. And it's because, you know, it, it's, it's not your culture and that's fine. Right. right. Um, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think, uh, I think when I was watching it, I was often thinking, oh man, this would be really, like I could, I feel almost as if Americans wouldn't parse it as well as they would parse say, a Korean show. Um, but that is just because Western audiences are getting accustomed to, or becoming fans of, or becoming used to seeing Korean culture in a. Ver- I mean, I, just mm, funny. I, I covered maybe. this in a in a in another another podcast with with an expert, you know, journalist who covers this, and you know, the host was like. So, wow, the Korean dramas really exploded during the pandemic. She's like, not really. They've been appealing. They've been here, They've been here for Deck, 30, yeah. 40 years. Yeah. But it's like it took an Internet and a streaming world and whatever to kind of catch up with Western audiences. And there, and she alluded to other sort of socioeconomic forces. But the po- uh, one of the most interesting points that she made, and, and I really appreciate it, was like, Korea, South Korea as a culture and as a society was like, we're a, we're investing in entertainment because mm-hmm. we, we believe in it. We're like, we're mm-hmm. investing the cap, the human and financial capital to make the Hollywood of, of Korea. And we're sending buttloads of students abroad. If you want to study and learn, go all over the world. So you have, um, young, smart, professional Koreans studying in Europe, Asia, you know, all over Asia, US, whatever, then coming back to Korea to then start their careers. And they're like, oh, yeah, we I, we know how to make movies. We know how to do special effects. We know how to do computer science. And it's like, and so they did that with technology. And now and they have done that with entertainment. And now they're a juggernaut. And I presume J- Japan made similar investments. So I was fascinated by like, no, no, as a as a society, if you want to like dominate an industry, you have to like say, we're going to do this and we're going to do it generationally we're going to invest here right yeah i mean like um korea has made the biggest push into being perfectly okay with like consumption of their contents in america and you know obviously Mm -hmm. bts was a massive help with this right Mm -hmm. um uh, but like interestingly enough japan has kind of done the opposite they have never really advocated to send their drama over to america and to this day like if you go on an asian streaming specific site like viki you will see like literal buttloads of like korean stuff Mm -hmm. and then you'll start to see like oh chinese stuff is starting to pop up more i think they're cool with licensing too but like japanese dramas like the most common ones you can find to stream are like 10 years old okay but why because japan is a, is a pro at exporting its culture i don't anime, know video games you know right. ep- like that's comics. what doesn't make sense to me is they that do everything it, it, they've done that with anime but for some reason with drama they've been reticent and i've also noticed Super that with music mm-hmm. they're also right. reticent so for yeah. instance like BTS is, of course, a Korean band, but a really common thing for boy bands in um, Japan and Korea um, is that they, they since the comp- the bleh, since the <clears throat> the countries are so close, mm-hmm. it's very common 
for um, like a band like BTS to perform in Japan and actually sing all their songs in Japanese. Yeah, you. I'm like, I feel like this sounds familiar, and it must. We may have talked uh, it about must it must have before. been from you. I can't imagine yeah. where I'd get this uh, <laughs> yeah, this, this notion from. This but is it's true. Fa- but it's super fascinating. I, it's but, really interesting. So, you know, as a devoted fan, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm of course like, oh yeah, when they release Japanese stuff, I want to watch it. The like, if it's through, I don't know who it's through at the moment, but like, let's just say it's like, you know, Columbia, Japan, or whatever. Mm. Um, they block people from watching it in America. It'll yeah, say this, yeah, this video can't this. run it's... in your country. Right. And I think that's so interesting because Korea is totally different. They're like wide open, you know, like it comparatively it must have to do to that. It, like, what what do I know? I'm shooting from the hip here, speculating, but it must have to do with the rules, the laws around licensing, specifically movie licensing or likeness rights. Because like what business is like, there's bajillions of fans in the West that want this, but we're not going to give it to them. Like that, no one is saying that there must be some sort of blocker here. Yeah. My guess would be if I went digging in my old sources of like where I used to like get there used to be a great site I loved called D Addicts, and I'm sure it's long gone. Um, <laughs> that was where all the subbers would like up, like they would record the dramas from TV and yeah. HD yeah. or whatever HD was at that time. And then you would, um, and then you would go there, you would download the episodes and then fan subbers would grab stuff. They would sub it for people just because they felt like it, they'd upload their subs. And then there were always people talking about the shows there. So like, that's where I used to go. And I'd actually just pulled it up and it is still here, but I think now it's like, a it's like a catalog basically. Like hmm. it's like an encyclopedia of the dramas, but the drama downloads themselves are completely gone. Yeah. Cause that's uh that they, yeah, they got yeah, busted or cease and desisted or whatever happened. It's there become like over a time. blog. Right. Like, you know, and then there's a forum. Maybe this stuff is now buried in the forum. Yeah. The forums look like they used to look. So maybe yeah, the stuff I'm is sure in here. I don't out. know, but, but I, I mean, I'm assuming full... someone came for them, you know, uh, right. Uh, yeah. At some point I am, I'm, thrilled at the full circleness of like you used to be in this world back in the day and now that world has matured and now you can get and that's readily available and now you're I, back i really can't tell you how for, delightful for thailand you i can't tell you how delightful really like <laughs> like, it's I was, like i was beyond tickled because i can't tell you how dearly I love J dramas when I found them. Like I was right. just like, I've been waiting for this kind of media my whole life. Like it's hilarious. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's and just... also that you're like, I can enjoy this because some other obsessive person who loves this as much as I do took the time to make it for me, you know, make it available for this community. Like that's the, I, you know, this is the special kind of internet community that I'm obsessed with. Like the people just like, totally. we, we love this and we, it must be, we must, we must have it together. Totally. As like a, if, if I, if I was like in a space, cause I was writing for Destructoid at that time, but if I was in a space where I could have like interviewed and written about stuff without getting them in trouble, like I would have at that time, but I just, <laughs> right. you know, it just wasn't, that would not have been, you know, and appropriate then, yeah, I mean, at the time. There, there is some, dis, some of this discussion also with emulation too, I've been hearing lately, but it's like, you want to cover it, 
as 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 journalism and as a media outlet and you want to shed light on the awesomeness of this but also you don't want to fucking blow their cover you don't want to totally make not. people of the mainstream aware of something because then the fuzz will come in with lawyers and bust exactly. it off and you know and so when pete when when kutaku covers like hey you can do all this awesome emulation stuff on the on the steam deck or whatever and then it's like great news everyone uh, de novo is coming to nintendo switch so you can stop pirating our games and then that was a recent story <laughs> that i'm sure you and listeners saw and it's like shut up we just want to have nice things you know yeah yeah it's just it's gosh it's such a it's it's a very complex thing but i really never expected to to share about the um about the uh thai dramas on this podcast so <laughs> that's super funny it's very delightful and unexpected that uh that 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 so happened to be the case. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I'd like to think, um, like today I was, I, I follow, um, the, the billboard reporter who always reports all the K-pop and no, mm-hmm. recently I've noticed that he's been talking about Chinese bands. And then today he posted about a Philippine boy band wow. and I was like, oh, wow. oh, cool. And I was like, maybe these things will continue to slowly open up. Cause you know, there was a time when you would never have seen this stuff on billboard or, you know, even bigger. I mean, you know, CNN writes about BTS all the time now, sure. like, so I think like it continues to kind of open, but, but yeah, are these, know. but, I, but I, I would like to, in the next five years, I would love to know, like, is this sort of China's and Philippines, like half-assed clunky way to be like, we want that money too, but they don't succeed the way BTS. Cause like, there's a special oh. formula. There's a magic that happened with, B, with BTS. Well, or are these legitimately beloved bands coming um, out of it's hard countries. to say without digging deeper but i will say this like they're not imitating bts because mm. boy bands and girl bands and that formula in the asian like world has been around for a long time oh no time. for sure but i guess long i just mean time. like the a machine you know first mover a you know or breaks through and it's like whoa it's huge and then like maybe we talked about it here or somewhere else like if you listen to music from the early 60s there's a lot of bullshit that sounds like bad Beatles. Everyone just oh, wanted to sound like the Beatles and all of it was most, most of it was trash yeah. and we, it has been forgotten. And so it, that, that sort of follow on glom on after the fact is, uh, is funny to observe. And I, I'm not saying this is it. I'm just curious. No, I mean, I'm sure it is out there, but I mean, on the other hand, I think it's interesting, right? Because like for the Beatles, it was kind of like the Beatles came and nothing was like the Beatles. Whereas when BTS came, that formula, that boy band formula (laughs) had been used for so long that a lot of people that don't get it will be like... These are just another well, one of those, right? Like, what's Who different? Cares? Like, I've had I've had many formal interviews where people have contacted me and been like, you know, like, what is it about BTS? Like, you know, you're you're a journalist that's written about them. What is it? And I've had to explain it to each one of them, which they've appreciated. It sounds like, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, like, you know, I can understand how from the outside someone's like, but it's just another boy band. Like, what's different? With it, we we you know? have uh, video games to discuss, but without going too far afield. <laughs> Right? What is it truly though? But like, is it just a special magical chemistry that just happened because these five, seven, how many people are in BTS? Seven. Um, okay. I, yes, I got I it mean, right. Yes, you did. Um, I think <laughs> my, um, my take 
on it, the concisest, most concise take I can come up with is that BTS was created in a special kind of way. Um, they okay. were basically like the true rags to riches story. I think I've said before when you and I have mm. talked that all seven of them slept mm-hmm. in the same room, you know, like when they debuted, they were all wearing like matching jerseys that like they went to some like iron on store and got like their names like <laughs> written on on the back. I mean, like people called them tryhards. Like they were just uh, truly huh. so determined and so hopeful and like so and then they went online even before they debuted they went online and they made vlogs and stuff and mm-hmm. they were just like we're scared but we want to like also organic. do the best we can we want to truly truly organic but but here's the here's the question looking back was that manufactured or was it really truly them just trying to figure it out and make if it? it's manufactured I'm fooled. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, like uh, the the quote unquote leader. Every group has like someone that's like deigned a leader. They're not the lead singer. They're just the person that I guess the rest of them look up to or whatever um, makes decisions. But anyway, mm. um, their leader used to like make these posts when it was like Korean. It was a Korean only forum. It was way before like the big stuff. And he still makes them from time to time. But like it was the most heartfelt, like heart tearing shit that I've like ever read the kind of like truth and like honesty that he used to just like Mm. put out there. And he also has one of the highest IQs in Korea. So he's also Mm. extremely literate. And and like it was always like reading prose. I think that's what makes him dangerous. He's smart. (sighs) He can put it on. He can fake it. I don't trust him. hot. (laughs) i don't know i just believe everything this beautiful man says to me i don't know what's going on i mean look like i of course right have been like maybe all this was fake from the beginning but i'll be honest i don't really think so like i think if it was fake from the beginning i don't think because you know korea Korea can be a very judgmental society especially in Hmm. like the media circles and like you know they were judged like hell like Mm -hmm. so i it's just hard for me to imagine that if they were put through all that just to make them succeed, like I would be a lot of pieces that would have to fall into a conspiratorial place for it to really have all. Yeah, worked. I mean, like, you know, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I mean, I do think that there was an authenticity and there was just a hunger that translated into them really pouring everything into those performances. And I, I actually said to a friend, you know, BTS are, are, are incredibly good, but they, I still feel like there was like a hunger present in their earlier performances that is translated now into kind of a maturity, Mm, but, but I mean, it was just a bit different, you know? Yep. Um, And all that all makes sense to me, uh, outside looking in, um, to to bring our discussion of world events and world cultures <laughs> and and current events back into video games obviously you're seeing the bbc headlines and the world you know queen elizabeth ii has passed away uh you know all this stuff and and of course here's what i'm reading a discussion on the civilization forum about okay should queen elizabeth be added as a dlc leader into uh civ 6 and or brought as brought in as a leader in civ seven whenever that will arrive it's probably years away and there are are two camps one is like no we you know this is a game for like historical you know for julius caesar and alexander the great and you know genghis like these are leaders that have long histories of you know we can look back over hundreds and thousands of years to identify them as great leaders and then the other camp is saying well hey look we've got like teddy roosevelt and abraham lincoln in here and 
uh, Queen Elizabeth reigned, as we said, for 70 years, which spans, you know, it covers World War II and prior to that and all the modern era. And like, so does she in tw- in the 2020s where we sit today does she sort of qualify as a civilization playable leader in a video game and uh, the jury continues is out day one the jury yeah out. i was gonna i was gonna say that that i feel like that's certainly not something i could comment on but i feel like it, it's definitely your domain to, to, to weigh in on that one i see both sides of that it's very it's a fascinating interesting discussion I'm trying to, I I would have to look up like who is the most modern leader in the game or in the game's history. And I'm going to guess that it is, it's probably FDR who, you know, would have overlapped with her. And if, if he did not die at whatever age, maybe he wouldn't still be alive today, but he would be, he would, maybe he would have been alive in our lifetime. I don't know. You know, so we have those characters in there. So it's just, it's funny. It's an interesting conversation. Yeah, it really is. But well, you know, video games. Video games. That's what we're here to discuss. Why don't you kick it off? You have some, you have some games to discuss and perhaps something to announce. I think. Sure. So, okay. Games to discuss. Um, so I have kind of naturally found that I've stopped playing vampire survivors for now, which is fine. Uh, As I said in our last episodes, I I do think that we will probably, uh, we, I'm two people. (laughs) (laughs) I think I will be returning to it. And when I say we, I kind of assume other people will be too, to be honest. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. I, I think that I'll be returning to it, you know, when updates come, et cetera. But, you know, as you Whoa. and I have talked about. I think there was an update today or yesterday. I just, when I opened Steam today. It's not today, a big one, though, I don't it's, think, okay, right? It's not the one point. Because 1.0 is is coming shortly. And I don't know if that changes much for a, like a sort of like a veteran, seen it all, done it all player for like you. I don't know if, if anything changes. Yeah, for- I don't know either. I'm going to have to actually like look. Um, because. Anyway. Because I I, I know stuff is coming, but I just don't know. Yeah, for sure. But, but, you know, I, I am glad, um, that I got so much out of it and I don't see it as a bad thing that I've put it down for now that I've really grounded out and had fun with it deeply, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, I think I'm kind of, you know, wrapped up on vampire survivors now, you know, like, what do I want to do next? And Patrick and I are still playing a little bit of played up here or there, mm-hmm. but the game that I um, sat down with and, and, and fired up um, this week was Curse to Golf. Hey, yeah, which I I I don't play golf games typically, but mm-hmm. when I saw it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm 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 gonna play this. Um, it came up for discussion in, in discord and in our listening community, like, Hey, mm-hmm. who, who's going to play the, like this, it came on my radar, uh, right away. It may probably through an, not a Nintendo direct, but a, uh, um, uh, like a trailer, you know, a Nintendo trailer or something. And, uh, same, uh, no interest in, not a strong interest in golf in general, though. I love right. mini golf. Yeah. I just felt like, you know, like, wow. Um, <laughs> I was like, this is just like, <laughs> it's, got a it's vibe. just kind of a delight. Yes. Yeah. It has a vibe. Like it's so, I love the perfect balance of kind of like darkness <laughs> and like, like it, it's delightful. It, 
it, you know, I know a lot of games in this currently, and this has been happening for a while, are like, oh, I really want to nail like what it felt like to be like in the SNES era, like a game yeah. that feels like it just came right out of that. I feel <laughs> like this really does feel that way, which I yeah. love. And I love noticing that, you know, yep. um, <laughs> is it, a, a, I don't remember if this is the, like the tagline or what, or a descriptor, but like, it's, it, is it like a golf RPG of like, you're golfing on and you're trying to get the ball in the hole, but there's all sorts of mechanics and magic and systems and level ups. And, you know, is that as you progress, is that accurate? I think Patrick described it really well when we were talking about it earlier today, when he said, you know, it's a card game. Okay. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a deck builder. Got it. Yep. And I I'm was in. like, oh, it's so interesting because when you look at it, you really don't think that, but you know, you, you basically really like, you know, you start and they're like, here's how you do it. And you're like, oh, cool. And then like pretty quickly, it's like, okay, that beginning stuff we showed you was real easy shit. Yeah. Like now you're going to go into some just nightmare levels where you're like, there's no way to do that. <laughs> but the cards are really what makes right. it truly possible. Cool. Got it. Cool. Um, you know, cause it makes you, it lets you cheat, you know, it lets you do things yeah. like, Oh, Hey, like, you know, my ball made a U-turn mm -hmm. like, well, no, of course you can't, you know, um, of course, you can't do that. Yeah, but uh, magic, magic golf, golf with magical exactly, powers. Exactly, right? It. It, exactly. So it's it's a cool hybrid. Um, I feel like it's not. Hmm, it's not like uh, like you know how like when you oh shit, my brain's blanking out. What's the name of the really stylish card game? It's not Inception, but it's close. Yeah, uh, Inscription. I was thinking Thank the you. same thing. My brain yeah. would not percolate totally. that, but. I'm with um, you. Yeah, you know, it, it. it's like when you played that, you were just like, whoa, like yeah. the style was just like, yeah. you know, um, and I really think that this game has great style, but it doesn't punch as hard as like an inscription punches on style. Right. Because it's, know, it's, it it's, punches uh, it's hard, but not. That it's got its hard. own vibe, but it's it's aping the um, like you said the SNES era, which is a, you know beautiful time. Uh, if you ask us, oh totally. And I but mean, but inscription you know, you, is like there's there, there's nothing like this. No, the game, exactly. Visually. It's on its own level. That, it's on this its is own. a really good way to sum it up. Um, and and so I think I think that you know seeing that i was like i enjoy this and so i had this conversation with patrick who also played it and i said you know here's how i feel about it i really enjoy the game so far i've only played probably like i would say maybe an hour mm -hmm. of the game um and he and i both agreed that it felt very casual meaning mm. it's not like hades where it like got its teeth in and i was like i can't stop mm -hmm. it, or or vampire survivors it's more kind of like that's really enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put this down for now and I'm going to come back to it later. Like totally. it feels like the most, a game that, that you want to play casually, not a game that I necessarily am like, I got to grind this until I get to the very end. That's just totally. me. Totally. I'd be curious to see what other people say. And as I said to him, I was like, I don't think that's an insult. I don't, in, I don't intend it to be one. No, it just has a very, that's what people want sometimes. Yeah. Like it's just got like a super chill, like I dig this. Will I pick it up again? Yeah. Like probably this weekend I will. Although to quickly segue, um, I am really excited and have, have been like thinking about this for, for a minute, um, about playing, uh, 
man, I hate having ADHD sometimes. <laughs> so it's like the FMV like storytelling game that everyone's been talking yeah, about for like a week and a half. I have heard t- tell of this and Immortality? I am not, That sounds right. Yeah. Did I get yeah. it right? I hope I did. Yeah. Um, Today I saw it was highlighted in Axios's newsletter, which I read religiously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got to, hmm. I got to subscribe. I forgot. Oh, about I that. really recommend it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Steven Totillo writes and he used to be yep. the EIC for Kotaku and he's just, he's great. He's yep. just great. And he knows his shit so well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I recommend it to, you know, basically anyone who cares about video games. It's, it's well curated and well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but he mentioned it today a little bit and I was like, you know, Oh, right. It's both, which I think is interesting. It's both on Game Pass and Netflix announced today that it is on, it is exclusive to them on mobile. Oh, okay. Did they buy this studio or what was the story? No, they didn't buy it. But what I thought was interesting about that was I was like, oh, cool. This is the first time I've seen them present a game as a part of their subscription that's like, a very buzzworthy game. Yeah. And my thought about yeah. it was, I yeah. wonder if this is going to start, is this the beginning of kind of seeing them move in that direction? Buzzworthy to whom? You know what I mean? There's layers of I mean, that. To, of to like, the indies, of To course, the indies, I mean, to the Axios gaming newsletter, but like, this is not sweeping the nation yet. No, but I mean, I don't think it necessarily needs to, because to be quite honest, I mean, you know, Netflix isn't going to be able to differentiate itself based on, you know, oh, we've got the big halo, we've got the big, you know, whatever. It's not going to be able to do that. It's a notch in their belt, Uh, a well, you know, an indie darling, a well-reviewed wave maker that, uh, you know people people are talking right. about uh, yeah well, they it's... are they are building in-house too they are building an in-house yes. studio and yeah. so i think we'll see interesting things from that maybe next year but i have to admit that i've not been like oh wow about that much that they've done we've talked about some of it you know on here mm-hmm. um but uh, you know now i'm kind of like well you know maybe this is like an interesting like flag of like where the direction might be going, I guess. So how you I are, saw it. you're fascinated by this game and you are, you want to play it. And, and so, well, the actually, plan is actually to play it tonight and to play it together. Because when I read yeah, about it, yeah. I was like, this is so cool because it like you get, you, you unlock these like snippets of these movies that were never released by this actress. And then mm-hmm. like, you'll be like, Oh, and you come up against a new puzzle and then you kind of have to like feel around. You know, will you be playing on mobile through Netflix or some other way? I think we're going to play with on Game Pass Game Pass um, on PC. Is that the we'll, uh, we'll the probably idea? cast it to the television so we yeah. can play in the living room. But uh-huh. like I thought about it and I thought if I was playing alone, sure. But like I'm not going to be playing alone. So <laughs> no. And all, and I'm sure you, you know this, but I've heard discussion that like very it can get dark i don't know that it's gruesome or horror but i think it's very um it's it's like very adult and very can be very disturbing like in a psychological way or if you you only knew the shit i watch for fun no i believe i'm not you know not here to i know you can handle it just don't let the cats in the room while you're playing yes no of course of course not um yes um briefly because we got to go we got to take a break but um Getting back to Curse to Golf, uh, my question about sort of the forward momentum, because I I have, it is installed, oh, two things. It is, it is installed on my Steam Deck, and I'm wondering if you're playing it on the deck, or are you playing it on PC, like on, on a monitor? Uh, I am playing it on the Steam Deck. Okay, and it's go, it's doing well there? Yeah. Great. 
that was my first question. My second question is like forward momentum, meaning is the deck building sort of persistent? Is it run based? I'm thinking about Slay the Spire and also Inscription too, where it's like uh, you're going through and you're hitting random event. Well, but it's it's not a roguelite that way. Like the courses are the courses. How does it work? Well, I haven't played enough because my first hour was spent at least like I'd say 30 minutes of it was spent like going through early mechanics. And then they have you like play through a whole level and like the, 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 your guide kind of shows you the whole level. Um, and then you go back to the beginning and play it yourself. Cool. Um, so I don't know. I think by next week I'll be able to say for sure, like how heavily the cards weigh in. Patrick has played a little more. Okay. Um, Perfect. Keep going. I will also join in. And here is uh, something fun. So um, friend of the show, let's call him that, Mark Lentz, he is in the, uh, we have a little network for the HyperX uh, podcast network, like where different podcasters can kind of chat and, and collaborate. And he had said, oh, if anyone needs um, codes for the game, if they want to like take a look at it or review it, he works for... I want to make sure I'm saying this right. Chuhai Labs is that? It's a Japanese word. They're based in Kyoto. Um, how do how do you spell it? C H U H A I. I believe it is a it is referring to a Japanese cocktail or a drink or an alcoholic drink. But I don't know if I'm saying that right. Chuhai. Yeah, I don't Chuhei. know. Anywho. Apologies to Mark and Chuhai Labs, but they are the developers <laughs> of this delightful game, and we thought it would be fun to giveaway uh we have three steam keys from the developer Whoops, uh, courtesy. i was supposed to say this <laughs> <laughs> we got it we got to take a break so I'm, I'm announcing it here in Thank our you. discord just like when we gave away vampire survivors to all you beautiful people uh we there has been some chatter about uh curse to golf and we thought it would be really fun to uh, give away three keys, which we will raffle, not raffle. What do we do? Well, we will randomly draw three winners from our discord. So hop into the discord server if you're not already there. Uh, and we'll put a post up when this episode publishes. And all you got to do is react. We'll, we'll throw you in the RNG machine yep, and we yep. will pick your name out on the next episode. And then you can play along with us as we enjoy and discuss cursed to golf so thank yes. you mark for supplying those keys we appreciate it we're gonna have thank a lot of fun you. and for this very moment we will take a break but then when we come back um i would like to hear more thoughts about your plans around immortality when yes. we return what's that majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port why it's the brand new HyperX armada monitors mounts and arms both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sail for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. We're back talking about Netflix games as we always do. Okay. That's the, that's just <laughs> like what this episode. show, just no, a shill for Netflix here. Um, 
Uh, do, so do you know, did they buy this studio or is this an in-house thing? I don't recall I don't what know. the trajectory. Okay, we, we can look that I up don't later. Know. In fact, I literally found the information out today and yeah. I was like, oh shit, how check that out. And that was like, you know, four hours ago or whatever. Great. So yes, I'm very behind. So you're going to you're going to dig in with Patrick tonight mm-hmm. and report in later, but you have not mm-hmm. touched it yet. You haven't uh, no dug in at all. No, I have not. Uh, I have not. And anything else? Anything else that you are probably, uh, that you are currently playing? No, that's pretty much it for me. I was actually going to ask you when we came back, like, hey, what are you playing? Oh. Hey. Hey. Uh, let me tell you about this. This is like an is kind of like an under the radar. It's like a, I would I would call it like an indie gem. I don't think I'm not I'm going to assume you haven't heard about it. I know you're pretty plugged in. So this game is called what is it? It's called Fork Fork Knife. Fork Knife. Okay, a lot of kids are playing it. Oh. They're very into this. All right, must be really underground. It's super underground, but uh, I'm I'm here to tell you that for I think Fork Knife has a lot of potential. I think it's going to be pretty knife. Fork Knife. It's a game. So you go, you drop on an island, and then you're like running around. And it's like a hundred other, and you like you shoot those, you shoot everyone, and if you are the last person to not get shot, you're the winner. You're the fork knife winner, and that that's how it goes. And um, let me tell you, I have I have complicated mixed feelings about fork knife uh, because I Why have is never that? I've never played this game before, and so my first question for you is have have you played it? I've never even heard of it. Fortnite? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't understand. I can't tell if you're if you're in if you're with me on the bit or not. Are you with, are you with me? Uh, I'm just saying that I I haven't I haven't played this thing. <laughs> it's Fortnite. <laughs> I, I was no, I wanted to play Fork Knife. Yeah, it's way, yeah. You, you, you play, you, you're going to enjoy Plate Up and Fork Knife, and I'll play some Fortnite. <laughs> I'm talking about Fortnite. Epic Games, Fortnite. Fortnite. Perhaps you've heard of it. Um, the genesis of this, and please bear with me, you, Colette, and listeners, because like it's 2022, and I'm going to say, hey, have you, have, has, has anyone played Fortnite? But I, I'm fascinated by what has happened here um an old friend a longtime friend has a son who's my daughter's age and they he's obsessed he is obsessed as many kids are loves the game uh you know put he creates videos for his youtube channel about the game and just all the way down the rabbit hole and uh it's really fun to talk about it with him and and his family and his dad my my buddy they play together as a, as a duo, as a squad, and they're on Switch, and they're on PS5, and they hop in as, like, dad and son playing Fortnite together, and then, and it's like, and his friend, his, you know, uh, his son's friend joins them in a squad, and it's just like, you know, it's a pretty wholesome, fun time, and, and whenever we get together, I sort of do a check-in of, like, hey, I've never played this game, I'm only, per- I'm only on the periphery of, like, I pay close attention to games in general and I'm endlessly fascinated by this true real metaverse that has been created by Epic. And so the last time we were chatting, I was like, all right, I'm going to give this a shot. And 
I, I don't really want to do it on PC. I don't want to invest the sort of mental energy in like setting that up. I don't really use the Epic store and streaming it to the TV and all that. It's a whole thing. Um, and so I was like, but you know what? I'll just grab it on switch and see how it goes and whatever. And it's, it's been fascinating because you log in and it's free obviously. And you sort of, you'll know what I'm talking about. First of all, I assume you've never played Fortnite. Is that not? It has never been interesting to me. Totally. It's just not my kind of game. It's, it is interesting to me because I play many live service. I never played that live service games, as you know. And, and then recently, over the last two or three years, I really am fascinated and, and really obsessed with quite a few of them. So this is a game that speaks to me. Like, it is for me and I get it, but I've never gotten in. So I get in and what struck me right away was like, you know how you you start up a new game and it's like, hey, what character do you want to be? What is your what does your face look like? What does your hair look like? What starting closing? And you know, as you play the game, you're going to level up or unlock cosmetics. You're going to get a cool cape or a hat, or and you're going to start making your character look kick-ass. But you know, at the beginning of any RPG, you're just a, a guy or a gal wearing rags, and that's how you start, right? Yeah, that's how there it is, be. That that is how it be, and. It was so bizarre to me that there is no starting character situation. You just get a character. Whoever, it's like you don't choose the gender, you don't choose the face, you don't choose the, it just is. And there's nothing you can do about it. Hmm. And I'm like, okay, I, I, okay, I guess I'm this dude. He looks cool, I guess. <laughs> I'm the guy. I'm the guy. And I'm and of course, I'm frantically like looking in the in the game menus. I was like, okay, okay, is there a there's a tutorial or a character? Like, can I modify? Like when where do I get the skins? You know, like I know the game is gonna be like, if you want this cool skin, pay up, you know. But I'm looking for like the basic ass skin of like where do I start to make my my guy look, you know, like a cool guy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just not there. And I'm like, okay, You're like, no, okay. Tu- no tutorial. And so I guess I just, so I just like, all right, play battle Royale. And so I start the game and like, I, I, you know, I can't, oh, I played spell break, which is like basically Fortnite for, with wizards. And so I understand what, and I played PUBG a tiny, teeny, tiny bit. So I know what, what a battle Royale game is. And I played enough shooters to be. To be dangerous or competitive. I don't mm-hmm. expect to do well. I don't know what all the buttons do. I don't know how items and inventory works. Whatever. Get in there, running around, picking up guns, using the pickaxe to sort of like break down materials you can build. Obviously, please bear with me, every single human on earth who has already played Fortnite for 4,000 <laughs> hours. Because I find I, I'm fascinated by my own like, what's this Fortnite thing in 2022? So I'm playing and playing and playing and I'm I'm playing just evasively because I know the game. It's like I'm not good yet. So I'm just if I hear gunfire or I see another character, I'm going to be very I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to jump around. I'm going to take shots where I can. But otherwise, I'm I'm mostly going to run away and let other players kill them, kill each other, or kill themselves. Yeah. First match, I come in second place out of 100 players. I'm like, damn. 
okay. Fifty no. percent. I'm like, good job, me. Fifty percent. I'm like, okay. I must what be getting the what the fuck. I'm being matchmade <laughs> with like other noobs or bots. Like, what's happening? Second mat. But I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I got, I I got the hang of it. I understand where the stuff is on the map. Second match, I win the battle royale. First place, victory royale. You're like, I'm like, what? okay. And I'm not here to. And I'm texting my friend. I'm like. Am I an esport? Like, should I quit my job? You know, like, and, and am I an esport? Am I an esport? I am not coming here to brag about this. I'm coming here to say WTF is going on. I don't understand in this game. I don't understand. So I think what it is is like they. You, I am probably being match made with other newish players, and or maybe there are bots. So and it and maybe it's that classic like, hey, get a taste of victory so that you know your first five games are not hopeless debilitating right. morale crushing slogs and then you can be like oh yeah i won stuff so now i'm cool and i'm good and now i'm gonna pay more money or play more games so i get it i get i get the grift there and it's all good and i was just so i so i'm unlocking battle stars and i again i played a thousand live service games i understand that there will be a um a basic currency for people who don't want to play to do stuff and unlock stuff. And there will of course be battle pass and V bucks stuff. You're going to spend money on. So I'm looking around and I'm trying to figure out how to spend battle stars and you can spend them on the battle pass for the season to unlock specific cosmetics like the parachute that you fly down onto the island with or the, the item that you, you know, a backpack or something that you use to gather resources. You can unlock nifty, cool items that look cool, but there is no way to unlock skins at all that I can find with the basic currency, which means you can never change what your character looks like unless you pay. And on one hand, I'm like, I fully, fully get that, and I I fully feel the... I instantly, now that I'm like playing a bunch of matches and winning and feeling good and feeling cool and competitive, I'm instantly like, well, I got to look cool when I'm kicking ass here. I don't want to be the generic Mm -hmm. character. And then the other thing that is interesting, which I learned after playing multiple matches, and again, I know that people know this, I'm new to this, your player your 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 default skin changes every match. So the first match, I'm a dude with a ponytail. My second match, I'm a lady with uh, you know a cool backpack, whatever. Oh. And they're all generic, and they're all wearing brown clothes, and they all have like normal hair. So they're not cool, but they're always different. And I guess what bothered me about it like i I get that they want you to feel so much that you need to identify yourself that you're gonna pay something to admit to get the skin but the other side of it i'm like what about when people play video games they want to express themselves and I, i every other live service game i've ever played there's always a way to not pay and still 
like be the gender that you want to be in the game. Let me tell you something. Right? Those days are going away. They are. And it is sad and unfortunate, but I cannot tell you enough how I've been thinking about this a lot because I have been focused on the industry in a different kind of way than I used to be because of my job. Okay. Well, what do you so what do you mean by this? Cuz cuz again, uh, Monster Hunter is not a good example, but um, let's let's look at Diablo again. Diablo okay, yeah. Immortal. Let's look right. at Diablo again. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Diablo. We've mm-hmm. got a game that everyone's like, oh my god, it's money hungry. They, but yeah. b- b- you know, whatever. It made an insane amount of right. money. Right. So it's like you can bitch all day long, all day long. It does not matter. No, but I'm not surprised about that. Diablo is a good example because if I want to be, if I want to be a cool lady swords person or wizard or sorceress, I can choose that and play the game as the basic wizard lady. Or if I want to be a necromancer skull dude, I can choose that and be the basic skull dude until I get other cool weapons. But I can at least choose what I look like when I start the game. And in, in a game yeah. like Fortnite where everything is about looking cool and and cosmetics and, and unlocking and progression and whatever, it was so odd to me that you can't choose. Sea of Thieves everything it's about getting cool hats and ships and set like the whole game is about right. looking cool but when you start sea of thieves there's a rotating carousel of like do you want to be this pirate do you want to be this pirate do you want to be this pirate? this guy's big like big and tubby and has got a cool beard and this lady is like a kick-ass lady with a bandana like you can choose your basic starting character and be the cool pirate you want to be and you're wearing rags until you get a cool hat Mm-hmm. Fortnite's like you're you're a basic bitch until you pay us, you know. And I just yeah. was fascinated by that. Yeah. Anywho, it's my, hard. My, it's hard. It's hard. In my opinion, it is hard to see this trend and accept it. But the problem, in my opinion, and only my opinion, is <laughs> uh, people are voting with their wallets, and it, it's that's, that's that is fine. The, you know money money talks right so it's like that is the bottom line to me i will pay i will pay f- if i love spider-man spider-man i will pay to get to the spider-man costume if this is a dope-ass ra- cape that has a rainbow on it i'm gonna pay for the dope-ass cape with the ra- but let me choose my fucking gender and hairstyle in the be- in, when i start a game that is all about identity Any i get it who I get it. I to- trust uh, me. I could not get it more. I find it sad. It is, it is not. Uh, okay. So a quick, a very please. quick comparison. Please, please. Um, I like phone games. Talked about yeah. that in the show before. Um, and I've also talked about how I really love Diner Dash. So mm-hmm. the, there are versions of Diner Dash that are around now, but I'm not currently playing them. I tried them and they just didn't feel the same. But I did find a game that I thought was really fun. Um, cause I like cooking games. It's called, oh my God, what's it called? I can't remember. It's called delicious world. Really cute. Hmm. Kind of looks like a Pixar movie. Okay. Um, and I was like, I downloaded it. I was like, gosh, this is so cute and well done. And it has cute little story in between. And like, it's just well executed, you know? And so I start playing it. I'm having a pretty good time. And, you know, you go to different restaurants and you cook and, you know, you do the thing. You you combine your meals and you try to serve everybody before they get pissed and leave. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. And I play to like about third episode, which is like the third restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I start to realize that I am unable to keep up with orders without um, like boosts, you know, like I can't keep up. And I'm like, okay, is this like, you know, is this a player thing? Is this about me? You know, like, what is it? And so I read a little bit about it because I'm curious. I go read the reviews and stuff. And the people are like, it's impossible to make any progress past a certain point without I mean, paying. That's a pure gotcha. And I'm like uh, unadulterated. That, and I'm thinking to myself, that's so sad. Because like I would honestly just be like, I've had fun with this game. Here is some money. Like here's 15 or 20 dollars for me to have fun with my game. Right. You know? Like they no. And and that's related but different because there is nothing preventing me from fully playing and enjoying Fortnite 100,000 battle royale ep- uh, uh, matches of Fortnite without paying a single cent. There's no progress blocker. It's all about cosmetics. Um, mm-hmm. That, what you're describing is truly um, pay, not pay to win, but like pay to progress. It's yeah. uh, it's yeah. funny. It's reminding me my daughter is, um, she's obsessed with Harry Potter and we're letting her go onto the like Wizarding World website because there's like quizzes and and which house are you in? And there's like cute, oh, yeah. I've done cute that. Fa- you know, you know this stuff. And, it, and of course it's also marketing of like, hey, if you like this, check out Hogwarts Mystery, which is a, a mobile game uh, on, on the App Store. And it looks really cute and it looks like really, really, it's, it's like a point and click adventure game set prior to the events of, uh, you know, Harry being born or whatever. And you, you play as a student, of course, and it's super cute. And she's like, oh, maybe, maybe we could get this game. And, you know, you see it and it's like free with in-app purchases. So I, today, I I, literally today, I Google it and I'm reading Wikipedia and it's like, uh, Harry uh, Hogwarts Mystery is a mobile game from 2018 that was that most critics agree was a horrible cash grab that had pay to win mechanics and would sucker kids into you know getting stuck exactly like you said and then having to pay having to wait eight hours or mm-hmm. having to um, to pay, to pay. and mm-hmm. and then I'm reading reviews like IGN and all these whatever. Um, and it's like, um, yeah, this, this could have been fun, but it's really lame and it's a pure cash grab. And it's like two out of 10 is like the, it's like the Metacritic score or whatever. And then you read the final line in like the, the Wikipedia summary. And this game went on to make $110 million. That's the horrible thing. And the I manipulation works. I was like, everyone on earth said this game was bad and it made 110 million dollars because the ip is so important to people right Right. and if you really dig back into the history of that you'll see that it's not really new it's been happening for a long time we might be more aware of it now because it's happening in front of us and we're going oh wow like people are playing genshin people are playing Mm -hmm. you know but the, the reality of it is it's been going this way for a long time. And yeah. I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but if I haven't, like, you know, I'm just going to say it now. I was talking about pay to win when Diablo yeah. Immortal came out with Patrick because I played it for a while and then I ditched because I was like, nah, I don't like this. You know, it was offensive, right? It caused this big up, you know, yeah. uproar. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, you know, I saw this this thing with with an, the Ubisoft boss. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but basically he said like in some presentation speech, you know, earnings call, whatever 
he said, you know, right now our players might spend, you know, $60, right, on the new Assassin's Creed. Right. But what we really want is just for them to spend $150. Right. And if you say, here's my new game, it's $150, you're going to go, fuck no. <sighs> no way. But if you go, here's my new game, it's $0. Mm-hmm. And then you play it and you get nickeled and dimed. Or you will play it for four years straight because you're obsessed with it and it has so much content and it's so much community and there's so much stuff happening in the world. Then yes, you will, you will get, you might get $150 worth of value out of that. If you got, you know, if, if a $60 game gives you 40 hours of value, then this hundred $150 microtransaction machine might give you more but again we, we have talked about this so much time i played 600 hours of warframe mm-hmm. and i have and i did not pay a penny I, I gave money to a charity fundraiser that they did because they're an awesome community and they they ra- were raising money for like wildfires in australia or something. yeah it makes me sad because it's like you know like we said before right you know the dollar is what's up so it's like okay we can have all the you know the you know, kick back about it. We want or like this, whatever. But like you said, if the money is being spent, then, you know, companies are going to go, okay, we can do it. It's working and they're going to keep going. And, you know, I don't think I have to ever have to worry about indies really, yeah. you know, but like, I think that although <laughs> to kind of go back a little bit, I do think that there are a lot of cell phone games that would be considered indies and they're following the structure because it works for them too. Because no one pays for mobile games and obviously an asterisk on that but and it's it's nice to see that evolving it's nice to see like yeah I mean, here's I stardew want... valley and it will cost you ten dollars because it's a it's a premium experience on your phone whatever. right right but like we are and, and we're and here's the other thing we're older and that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily mean you're you're uh immune to you know these issues but i do think that older people are going to go oh i see what's happening here or longer term gamers are going to go oh i see what's happening here and i don't think you know young people playing fortnite are going to see it they're just going to go no i I need to be cool i need to be cool or i need and and this is this is why i i'm not saying no to my daughter but i'm having a sort of media literary literacy conversation of like hey if i i have read multiple reviews the game doesn't sound very good. I'm uh, I'm trying to be like your cool video game dad and tell you like mm-hmm. I have access to lots of awesome games that you will love. If you still want to spend your time on this game that is bad, you are welcome to. I'm happy right. to download it for you, but just so you know, you will not be able to buy gems or whatever the fuck you need to progress in this game. And right. so let me know if you still want to play it and she's like I don't know. Maybe I'll do something else. And I'm like, okay, great. So this worked. Good, good, good call. Right. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean that it will. And like, it, well, this is interesting. You point that out. Cause I think to myself, man, what if I was a parent and I was in that situation and I'd be like, well, on one hand, you know, you don't want to immediately go into the, well, here's how things used to be in my day. No. Fuck. Holy shit. Forget like I just that. became that old person. No, no. You know, like I don't want to be that person, but I'm also like, Fuck, I kind of hate what's happened to video games. I don't I don't really want them to be that, but or you find a game that your child loves and really like, you know, like my friend and his son. Like he he is clearly getting hundreds of hours of enjoyment and entertainment. It's a bonding experience 
with uh, the two of them. They play it together. He plays mm-hmm. it with friends. It's a social experience. So if they're going to spend $8 on a battle pass every couple months, right? money and, well spent. Thank right. you very and, much, Fortnite. Yeah, for me, like when I have enjoyed a game deeply, and I think I've said this in the show before, I'm fine with that. I'm like, you know what? I paid zero for this game. But my point is when we are in a pay to win structure where you literally cannot progress, like, okay, example, I have Mm -hmm. another game that I play regularly. It's a, it's a word game, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's called, I think wordscapes, but like, you know, all you do is play levels and, you know, like solve word puzzles. Sounds good. You can get hints by, paying if you want but that feels gross i don't know why that feels like grosser than (laughs) genshin gotcha stuff that's really interesting it doesn't bother me that much because i don't really use it because like what happens is as you play you also earn gems which would be used to um which would be used to like purchase that kind of thing as well so it's not like the only way you can do it is you can spend money but like you know it's a word game like i mean yes there's challenging levels but for me if i get stuck on something i come back to it the next day and i'm always like okay like i'm i'll have a fresh eye on it and i'll be like oh i see the word but like i'm on something like level 300 and i have never had to spend money i could have spent money but i never have had to spend money But if you think about it from a business standpoint, that's not very lucrative for whoever owns Wordscapes. Because really, if you forced me to buy Mm -hmm. the hints or you forced me to pay to, you know, like, for instance, there's no, you know how a lot of mobile games follow that system where you burn like some sort of token every time you play a level. And then when you run out, it's like, you're out, come back tomorrow. I think Candy Crush does that. Wordscapes doesn't do that. I can literally play as many levels (sighs) as I want. For as long as I want. But, but is I, that lucrative for them? Probably not. Right. And I think what the industry has discovered, which is so fascinating, is like putting that hard wall pay to win whatever is is gross to people and they will bounce off. But placing social pressure of like, oh, this game is really fun. Fortnite is really, really fun. It's really cool. It's really social. It's really interesting. It's a really dynamic, interesting game. And I'll t- I'll close the loop on that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the social pressure of like, but I, I can't just look like a, like basic. I got to look at, le- I got to have at least a cool skin. That social right. pressure right. is way more compelling and way more lucrative than and it itch for you. Win. It itch yeah. for you as a grown right ass away. man. So right how does it itch, it itch for, for, for a teenager for whom That's or you know, is. or or a tween who for that is one of the biggest you know, that is scientifically proven that that is like one of the biggest, most difficult things exactly that right. teenagers and tweens suffer from. So it's like, yeah, how could but, you and so, that's I mean the, really that's the parenting that's where the parenting challenge like where, of like you need to be as my, as my friend is doing, playing the game with your child or at least understanding the landscape of how these games do gotcha because to, to you, your point is right on of like if you just are like, I don't know, kids these days, go have fun with your iPad, that's bad. And then it's also bad yeah. to be like, it's, it's e- games are evil. These are evil. You are not allowed to do like Well, they're going to they're definitely going to do it, obviously, one day. Yeah, so. yeah. It's tough, though, because like, you know, one of the big arguments with um with Diablo Immortal was that it was predatory. Right. And I think that when you and I had that conversation and that word came up, I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm out. Like that was the part that made me dive out. Um, but I think 
I don't know. Like, I think, I think that, uh, God, this, this is a topic that we could probably make a five hour podcast on. There are just we have, we so, have covered it. Yeah, I know. But like, there's just so many, there's so many pieces. There's so many pieces to this, you know? And like, I have to admit that I really wish that this was not how it is right now. I really wish that this was not like becoming more of the norm but it is. And we can we can make choices. We can make educated choices. Because again, I know I, we, we say this, I say this a lot. Ethical free-to-play is really excellent when it's done well. And I, I often, I, I continue to cite Warframe as like, there is nothing. There is literally nothing in that game. I think short of like community creations, like fans will create like cool uh, cosmetics for the game and then you can mm-hmm. buy them and that supports the artist and that's cool and i think fortnite does that too but short of that there's nothing mechanical in this game mechanical or cosmetic that you cannot grind for and you could say oh well this grind is so crazy and whatever but like i loved it and i loved the challenge of like i could pay five dollars for this helmet but i will do 40 missions instead because i really want to get it and that's my that's my time that's i want to do it yeah anyway last thing uh, we should um we should head to another quick break and then i wanted to bring up one more very exciting topic to throw at you because we're we're running out of time Mm. fortnite is fortnite is really fun and i knew it would be and the last couple things i'll say on it is that i did not realize that uh, or, or, like I understood that you could build, obviously, so you're, you're acquiring resources and then you can quickly throw up a wall or build yourself a structure or a staircase to sort of circumvent uh, enemies or the environment or whatever. What I did not realize, which I find incredibly compelling, is that like the entire world, this massive island is fully destructible almost like minecraft meaning oh i'm not just chopping down this tree for wood i can completely disassemble this gas station and get wood metal cinder blocks whatever it is and rebuild whatever i want anywhere i want to the point where it's like oh i'm under fire or i'm attacking someone i can hack through a fucking wall break the wall down and charge in to get my opponent that was kind of wild to to realize and to start interacting with and there's also really compelling reasons to explore the island like it's all sort of grayed out and then once you arrive in a new area you are rewarded with experience points for uncovering new locations so there's an incentive to sort of run around explore look in every nook and cranny hoard weapons whatever I I knew I would realize why Fortnite is Fortnite, um, but I was I just felt like I can't be in 2022 and talk about video games and have and not have played this game. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I get that. Check mark, mission accomplished. Um, the last thing I'll say is that it runs like ass on the Switch, <laughs> um, and then. I just I think you will appreciate there are two things you can do to make it run a little bit better. One is like in the options menu is like turn off high resolution textures. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going to be streaming high res textures 
on the fly into a switch. Like that's forget that. So turn that <laughs> off. And then in handheld mode, there is an option called battery saving mode. And it like, it probably, I probably kind of does what, um, what the steam deck can do, which is like, there's a feature called half rate shading, which is like, Hey, we're not going to show all the, all the anti-aliasing or all the shaders, all the textures. We're just going to kind of do, we're going to exert less battery power or we're going to we're going to limit the graphical fidelity in a certain way so that the 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 processor doesn't have to work as hard which therefore saves battery life. So it actually does have a visual impact on the game. And it does make the game run better, which I'm thrilled about cuz I for a game like this I really want it I want to be able to perform competitively and I don't necessarily care what it looks like. But as I set all these settings I'm like, "Oh, okay, this is feeling pretty good." And I'm running around the world with all these settings off and I'm like this looks like a PlayStation 1 game now running mm-hmm. on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It looks like low poly, you know, the, the the ground looks like all mishmash muddy. And it's not it's not a criticism and I'm not here to shit on Fortnite. It's just was funny to me that I'm like it's 2022, I'm playing the most popular game in the world and it runs like shit and it looks like it's from PS1. And here I here I am. <laughs> a boomer playing Fortnite. I kept texting my friend like, what does this do? What does that do? And he's like, man, you're such a boomer. I'm like, yeah, yes, I am. I mean, I've Please told you tell many me times, what this crown does. Yeah. Like I've never been attracted to Fortnite and I've never been attracted. I mean, of course these are two different realms of graphics, but I've never been attracted to Fortnite or to Minecraft, two of the most popular games out there because <laughs> right. I don't like the way either of them look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for take it or leave it but obviously fortnite has this cartoony plasticky aesthetic and it works because the island is so dynamic so one one moment you're in like a a backwater uh cowboy town and the next minute you're like jumping off a water slide in a on an island theme park and it's and again you can destroy and rebuild anything you see and it's it's cool. It's really mm-hmm. and there's and the weapons are ridiculous. Like here's a gun, pum pum pum, or mm-hmm. here's like a giant me- ball of blue magic that charges up, and then you are like, um, I don't know, animating a big laser blast at your opponents. Pew, pew, and pew. It's it's just everything is wacky. Everything's wacky and silly and fun, and it's like. Right, 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 right. This it's, mm. this is a game for children. Got it, got mm-hmm. it, got it. Cool. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I don't know how. I don't know if I'm going to play more. I don't know if I'm going to use it as any kind of social activity. But I just had to put it on hey, the public record it. that yeah, I tried it. You did it. it. You did That's it. All. And I get it. I totally get that. It's like you know the desire to just be like, well, what's this all about? What is this all about? We have to take a, a, a final break, and I'm going to. We're running out of time, but I'm going to. We're going to come back with a final tidbit. I'm going to throw it at you, and and you tell me okay. what you think. Stand okay. by. We'll be back after this important message. All right, let me tell you a little something about video games. I'm an expert at this, and here's here's what you have to know. Uh, you have to have a computer, or, or you know, a personal computer or a gaming console to to you know do the games. But then you need something to see the games. You have to visually see the video games that you're playing. And great news. 
HyperX has brand new Armada monitors, not just monitors, but mounts and arms, okay? I'm not the kind of person who's gonna pop a monitor on a desk like a caveman. You need to mount it to make it look nice. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled. It's packaged in with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm, nice. Let me tell you why these monitors are extra fancy, okay? The Armada 25 has a refresh rate of just, okay, you, you may wanna sit down, 240 hertz. Most video games, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get 60 on your traditional monitor. 240 hertz. Or, if you want something slightly bigger, maybe you want more resolution, uh, we're talking about the Armada 27 Quad HD, which also has got a lot of hertz. 165 hertz refresh rate. That is some serious PC gaming. And also, as we move into next-gen, 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 these are monitors that are that are going to last you for the next-gen consoles and your next PC. Get them at HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. We have returned from our court-mandated commercial break, and... <laughs> Over this past week, you have seen the news. <sighs> credible rumors, though just rumors, but I would I would couch them as credible rumors. That Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and possibly other Zelda news will be coming soon. Uh, in the month of September or October from a Nintendo Direct. And we discussed this in our Discord. And I I fell out of my chair with excitement. Uh, thoughts, <laughs> thoughts, thoughts and prayers before we get out of here. I mean, I'll be honest. For me, it doesn't feel like a rumor. For me, it feels like it's just going to happen. It like, has I, to I, happen. Yeah, it has to what happen. What are we doing? And, and I'm excited about that because I haven't visited those games in so long. But I just, oh, I loved Wind Waker. Right? And I feel like when Nintendo chooses to remake a game, um, oh, gosh. What was the, was it Link's Awakening that they remade? <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I had never played that original. So I played Me, that same. and I was like, what? a fucking delight like it It was just so but i mean i feel that way about nintendo's titles that like ring true for me in general you know like i'm always like oh nintendo's got a kirby game like i'm gonna enjoy this so much you know um that kind of thing um so so yeah i i am very excited and 100 sure that that is exactly what's gonna happen what i'm really (laughs) really kind of hoping is that maybe we also get to see some like breath of the wild 2 stuff but you know because everyone's calling it like a zelda Zelda direct or whatever yeah yeah that would be great i would be super hyped about that so yes also very much in hypeville um you know screaming loud your here is your occasional quarterly reminder that Breath of the Wild 2 exists. It exists. Like, you know when you're so we've all had games that you're so excited for. Like you are reading, you're obsessing, you're it I just forget that Breath of the Wild is like not only totally. in production, but like probably pretty close-ish in the scheme of development it's it's interesting too because like uh you know a lot of people are like when 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 (laughs) and 
Now, what this actually reminds me of is the way that Blizzard used to be before mm-hmm. Blizzard was, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Activision Blizzard yeah. and how, you know, making a Diablo game for 10 years would have been like unfucking heard of by anybody else. But from them, it was like it worked. Right. And I loved it because I knew that when the game came out, it was going to be so rich and it was going to mm-hmm. provide so much gameplay mm-hmm. and so much like, in fact, if you really think about it, they were they were making games that were like um, live, you know, living worlds that that went on after the yes. game itself was released. They were exactly. making those early, long before Absolutely. other people were making them. Yeah, not so, exactly. We we touched on this briefly. I don't remember what it was, but it was like it was pre. It was not live service, but because of no, modding like, and online play and matchmaking, it was the thing that you played play. Diablo two for ten years. Right. 10 years what can you like how few games can you say i returned not you know not every day for 10 years but like i returned to it enough times and i was just like it's extraordinary that's extraordinary so like for me anyway my point is that no i'm cool with nintendo taking a really long time to make this game because they took a really long time to make the first breath of the wild and i want something to be that quality and i know that that is just not a thing you should rush so for me the longer someone is taking with the exception of stuff like the last guardian, which, you know, obviously took way too long, even though it was a great game in the end. Mm. Like, uh, I, I, I just really, I'm fine. Yeah. With, I guess what is funny to me, uh, obviously I fully agree with you. I don't observe the, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Like, or, and I don't, and that's just, maybe I'm not paying attention to those voices or those people, but there are, I feel like there are games that I get hyped for, where I am chomping at the bit, every scrap of news, every detail, every screenshot, every leak, I'm like, oh, a little bit, a little bit more. I uh, Come on, you know, <laughs> give it to me. And with Breath of the Wild 2, arguably one of our most anticipated games of, of in a long time, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, whatever. All right, it, it, mm-hmm. right. That will come one day. Right. Cool. When it's ready. When yeah. it's ready. It's I just I don't know, fascinated by that. Yeah, Re- I think that's a good thing. I think that's uh, a great thing, actually. Because it, it, it you know, it's, it's nice. like, okay. Like it'll be here when it's ready to get here. And, you know, we will all be delighted and starry eyed when it's hap- when it happens. Um, I'm glad you love Wind Waker as much as I do. And I really loved Twilight Princess as well, but Wind Waker is my favorite Zelda game of all time. And I think Breath of the Wild is a masterpiece and it is the best Zelda game. But Wind Waker just is your Zelda game. You go out on the ocean and you can sail anywhere and you're, yeah. you're uncovering. And it, it it you did that with every Zelda game. You did there was a map and you're like, hey, you could go anywhere and it's open world. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about being on a boat. Mm-hmm. And being in the middle of the ocean where yeah. anything can happen and then you come across an island and you you don't you're not meant to be there it's that that that, that feeling of serendipity of like the game did not tell me to go to this island and now I'm here and I'm going to look around and what, who knows what's there. And of course it's gated. Of course you need the fire bow to open this door to get into this island. You know how Zelda games work, but it felt different. It felt yeah. more exploratory than yeah. any other Zelda game before. No, it. I get that. I totally get that. And uh, I see exactly why you feel that way. And I, you know, one thing I love about Zelda on the whole is that you can ask anyone what their favorite Zelda <laughs> game is. And not only will they tell you, but they'll <laughs> often have a story like that. They'll be like, yeah. oh my God, this particular way that it did this or this particular way that it did that. And 
and everyone is viable. You're not like, no, man, that sucks. You're like, <laughs> no, no you're like, actually, yeah, that's, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> I think it's very cool. Um, oh, and I, and I remember, I remember sitting back in my bedroom, looking at Wind Waker being like, this is not a game. This isn't, I'm watching an animated movie. Mm -hmm. I, I distinctly remember being like, when you look at a video game, it fe it looks video gamey. And this one for the first time ever looked like I was watch. I was playing a cartoon and I, and my brain was like, Whoa, we've arrived. We, we did it. I don't know. It's so beautiful. It's so yeah. damn beautiful. No, it really is. And I can't even, oh my God, can you imagine? Like, like it was beautiful then. Yeah. Like, can you imagine beautiful and fully remastered? Like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I mean, they, they made, they already made the HD remake. They cleaned it up for Wii U and nobody bought know, a Wii U. So it's just, just, it's going to be better. You th I, That's a good question. Will it really be better? Cause like it was in 1080p. That's you can't go higher than that on the switch. So it will be it will look as good. But I do. I am curious what could be done to this game. Is it just we 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 slapped the port, the Wii U port onto switch. Here you go. Sixty dollars, please. And yes, I will mm -hmm. pay that, of course. Mm -hmm. Or is there some gussying up that can be done to this game? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll find out. I mean, I I, I know that after, you know, seeing. What? Link's Awakening looked like. I was like, you know, take my money. Just take it. I know, but that's like Game Boy Just monochrome translated into right no you're pseudo right 3D it's, diorama. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a leap like i guess i guess what i would say to that is please don't change anything about wind waker i just want wind waker do not <laughs> I don't upgrade think they it will. you know i mean i think i think i think it will look gorgeous but i yeah. think other than that i i could be wrong but i kind of do think that you know they probably know. now if you slap some high resolution textures onto twilight princess also a beautiful a dark but beautiful game and a high a very beautiful style game interestingly that was never a game that i got into so yeah, yeah it would be i'd be interested to see if they could do something that would make me go oh yeah 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 like i don't i don't know if they could the dark world and the transformation into the into wolf link Mm -hmm. was great is great was great um i found it to be a great mechanic it felt more on rails to me than a wind waker did but mm -hmm. that might just be my memory skewing probably also conflating it with skyward sword which mm -hmm. i liked i didn't hate it um the way it's it is so hated um but mm -hmm. um anywho wind waker for the wind oh fi okay final question and we're really really leaving <laughs> Wind Waker Twilight Princess combo pack bundle something or other or two separate games. These are not remastered. They're just the games. Here they are. $60 each. Thank you very much. I mean, I'd love to see a combo pack, but I mean, let, let's, let's be, be honest. Let's be real. <laughs> if you can get $60 for each game, I mean, why? And you would. Why I think they would. would you put both? I mean, I just don't see a reason. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't what, think so, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. Um, we're leaving. We're getting out of here. Um, please come on into the Discord. By the time you hear this, uh, there will be a post in the uh in the Discord server in the enter the chat channel that says, Hey, if you would like to uh be entered to win a Steam key for Curse to Golf, uh courtesy of Mark Lentz from 
the developer of this fine, beautiful game. Come on in there, enter the drawing, play it with us, and then we will continue to discuss the game on our next episode as we play it a bit more. Yes, please enter. You should play this game. It's really fun. And I mean, if you can play it for free, why not? Yep. Thank you for entering the chat with us. Uh, We are going to get out of here. Final words, Colette Bennett. Hmm. I'm going to go play Immortality and see if it seems as if, if it's as cool as it really seems like it is. Buckle up, put the children and cats to bed and uh, get ready for some uh, some FMV uh, spookiness. Report in next week for yeah. now. Yeah. Talk to you then. Yeah.